This episode of the UNI podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Podcasting from the city of dreams and unending traffic, you're tuned in to the UNI podcast with the host, Mifa Adejumu. Whoa. So, I'm writing you this letter between rests. Yesterday a bullet found my chest And I don't got the energy to dress myself And I can't walk without help Okay, so, um, first question I'd like to get straight is this um, why, why do you feel like this is the best time to talk about this because this is it's like a very traumatic experience and you're no longer a kid so after all those years after so many times why now why now well i feel i feel so because maybe probably because um, i've heard i've had similar stories i've seen it happen to, to other people and while while i was growing up I had this fear in me of telling somebody maybe the person was going to crucify me or something because I was really, really young. I was about 13, 12, 13, 14 then when it happened. So I felt it's best for me now to, to let it out, to let someone know about it because I hear and see, you see it happen like almost every day. I see it happen to people. So yeah, let's see you about it. Okay, so let's let's start from the past. Basically, that's where we start from. Um, so first and foremost, maybe you should just um, introduce yourself, like. Okay, my name is Neka Austin. Twenty six. What else? That's all. Okay, so Neka, when was the first time you had the experience? Hey, the first time. I was really growing up then. I can't remember the particular day, but I know I know this guy was always he was always calling into their room. Okay, there were about there were about three of them. Himself and two others, Stephen and Francis. He would always he would always call me into their room. And it was usually on Sundays. Each time my parents went out on eating, they would call me inside their room. I was 12, I was about 12, 13. That range. Then he would ask me to come into their room, lock the door, and then the next thing he would, he would, shut. He would place my hand on the stick and ask me to rub it. Ugly experience. And then while I was at it, I noticed um, there was usually this this whitish charge from there. Well, I can't believe I'm talking about this. It happened for it happened for like for three years. I didn't tell anybody about it. My dad didn't know. My mom didn't know. Nobody suspected because he was so so good at what he was doing. He was always playing the innocent guy. And also, he was one of my dad's trusted, most trusted 
apprentices. It was it was the most trusted. So nobody suspected like he was doing something of that of that nature. And then it happened. It happened for three three years. I didn't tell anybody about it. Kept it to myself. I was naive. I was scared. I thought I was actually doing the right thing, maybe. I felt I was growing up. But at the same time, I felt guilty too. He used me. Let me just put it that way. So, yeah. so did you like have a sort of relationship with you? Did, did he tell you anything as a young girl? Like, okay, um, uh, you know, the normal lies and stuff? No, no, or... no, 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 he didn't. He didn't. In fact, I forgot to mention, there was this time he threatened me. There was this time he threatened He said I, sh- I, must, I must never tell anybody. He was giving me money. At some point, he started giving me money. Like he was giving me then, you know, 20 I was really big. It was big money then. He would buy me ice cream just to just to keep my mouth shut, so to say. Told me never to mention it to anybody. And I was like, fine. I was even scared already, so I didn't I didn't tell anybody about it. So um for three years, it it went on like constantly or just uh, periodically. Constantly, constantly, and then he kept doing this. I don't even know if if he, if he transmitted any any sort of STD to me, because then I was so pure. Wait, 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 wait. please, please, just a minute. Okay. So it was not just you touching his junk; it was more than that. It was. It was. Like he actually penetrated you? He penetrated me. Wow. He did. At 13? At 13. He penetrated me. Why were you not told close? He told me never to tell anybody. Were you not close to your parents, like your mom or dad? There was no one you could confide in. He told me not to mention it to anybody, so I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I was helpless. I was scared of telling anybody. But did you have like an idea of what sex was at that age, like? I didn't. In fact, he was the one who taught me how to have sex. Wow. He taught me what sex was all about. He told me, he told me a guy usually, he, he taught me rather, he taught me a guy would come easily while, while playing or touching his dick. He taught me all of that. And then while I was growing up, I, I started seeing I started seeing this this sex thing as how would I put it? It's like a normal thing. You get at some point I didn't see it as a sin. Yeah. I didn't see it as, as committing sin. It's probably maybe because I started at a very tender age. And then this thing also you also you also taught me or made me know that um 
Okay, let me put it like this. Even till now, I don't have I don't have sex because I like you. I have sex sometimes with some people because I want to use them. Because that has always been the orientation to them. I can just use it still. Because then I know he didn't love me. He was just using me. She just wanted to, to have it me. And then I think it's up to them. He has changed my whole he has changed my whole idea about about the sex thing. Now I don't even have sex because I like it. I do it because I want to do shit. Yeah. At at any point did you did you consider maybe talking to someone? Like I know he threatened you and stuff, but was there any point where you feel like okay, um, I'm not in the right headspace right now. Maybe I should just. It was after some years I told my uncle about this. My uncle is a priest. I told him in 2009, and then the guy stopped living with us. And I think he left our house in 1999, or thereabouts. That was when he left. And then I was able to tell my uncle in 2009. My uncle is a priest. I felt I could confide in him. Since he's a reverend father, he won't divulge my secrets. So I told him everything. And, and he asked if he, if he could tell my parents. I told him no. So that he shouldn't, he shouldn't let them know. Why, why don't you want your parents to know? I feel they'll be disappointed in you. Well, it's it's not as if it's your fault. This is yes, this I is know. you being taken advantage of at thirteen. Yes, I know, but they would feel like I should have told them about it. But they won't want to know that I was threatened. They might not understand that part. <sighs> this guy practically told me never to tell anybody about it. In fact, I didn't mention there was a time. There was a time my mom almost caught us doing it. I remember we were in the room and it was dark. The thing is, my mom really, really trusted this guy with us. She really trusted the guy with us. So she came into the room, she just passed him. There was no life, she passed him. I was seated at the corner of the bed, on the edge of the bed. While he was on the bed, I was sitting on the corner. And then she just passed him. And then the guy quickly pulled his, his pants up. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure if she, if she noticed anything. Because she didn't even ask me anything that night. And even till today, she never asked me. She didn't talk about it. But do you have a feeling that she, she might have noticed? I don't think so. Because if she did, she would have asked me. She would have asked me questions like, my daughter, let's talk about this. What happened this night? What happened so 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 night? But no, she 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 didn't say anything. Like it just happened fast. Pulled up his pants and that's it. My mom didn't talk about anything. Okay. Um so thirteen it happened. Fast forward a couple of years later and then again it happened. By a priest. You were sexually assaulted by a priest. Mm-hmm. A Catholic priest. 
I was in my first year in school. Innocently, I okay, I went for mass, and then after mass, usually the man would be at the entrance of the church to greet people. So after mass, I was just praying, and then on my way out, he called me I said, yes, Father, will you be chance to see me later this evening? As an innocent in 100 level, I said, okay, yes, Father, I would, I would come around. So that evening, I went. I was a philosophy student, so I went and then I met this friend of mine. She she studied history and international relations. Her name is Ada. So I went and I met her. There. She was downstairs. So I I, I, I joined her. We got chatting, got talking. So suddenly the man, the Reverend Father, called her and asked her to get something like this. But I just I just knew she left the house and then she left. This guy called me upstairs. I sheepishly went upstairs. No bad intentions in my When I got there, started touching me, trying to caress me, wondering my breath. Did he was, did he say anything like he just went straight to that? He didn't say much, he just asked me, he was on the bed, so he just asked me to I went, I didn't know what he was up to, he started touching me, and then I noticed it was already getting hard. He was holding me so tight, holding me so close, I could feel, I could feel his dick getting hard. Fortunately for me, the gate man came and knocked on the door, and that was how I escaped that one. And that day, I never went to his house. That I do. I told my uncle about it the next day. Or was it even that that same night? I told my uncle. My uncle told me never to go to his house anymore. So I never visited again. But um, I would I would imagine that the minute you were alone in the room with him, there had to be the flush of memories coming back from your past exactly. so why what, what why did you not just you know run away or something why, why was it so hard to leave that situation number one i didn't want to i didn't want to i didn't want to look like i was disrespecting him but you knew, but you knew his intention like the minute he started displaying those perverse intentions it was when he called me to the bed. And then my heart was beating fast already. Memories of yesteryears started flashing back. I actually felt I, I was now feeling like, okay, it was my dad's apprentice that was doing this again in form of a priest. So why not just why not just run? I couldn't. I don't know what I don't know what happened. I couldn't. But I'm grateful he didn't, he didn't have his way. I'm grateful. Thank God for his gift, man. That guy, that guy saved me that night. Do you think and he... And then later, it was... Yeah, you were saying? It was later, I, I started hearing that the guy, the guy sleeps around. That's how he behaves. That's how he sleeps around with girls. So Even in his faculty. So it's not a new thing? Nah, it's not. 
So, two experiences. Thankfully, one was did not happen. Thankfully, you got saved by the bell in that one. How 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 has this affected you so far? It has affected me negatively in so 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 many ways. Number one, I don't trust any man. The only person I trust is my dad. Secondly, still the same thing. I don't think I can genuinely love any guy. But you're in a relationship. I am in a relationship, but I don't love this guy. I feel, I feel he wants to do same thing. Have you, I have you been intimate with him before? Yes, once before he left the country. Before he left the country, and even after that, after the intimacy. I don't really feel this this vibe is not just there. Everything is always about sex and if he's he's gonna do he's gonna do what he has to do and then he I don't love genuine. But he's still around, you guys are still together, so that that should mean something. Yes. Yes, we are still together. I'm not really into the, the relationship, whatever. It has affected me. I don't trust any guys. And even if I get to if I get to have any intimate whatever with anybody, I just do it myself intuitively. Let me just have sex with this person and then go. I don't want to have I, I can't I can't can't harbor this person for too long. I can't keep you for too long. Let me just have sex without any attachment and leave you. That's always been my, my my mindset on the sex thing. Let me just have sex with you and go. And I'm really, really working hard in changing that. It's been difficult. I've not, I've not spoken to my boyfriend in two weeks now. Why? But he's always calling me. He's always calling me. But I don't feel anything. I don't feel the thing is not even going to work. If he just wants to have sex and go, even though he's not in Nigeria. But you, but you guys already were intimate and he's still here. So doesn't that show that something is that this could go forward to become something better? Well, I'm hoping. But until then, I think I'm still going to remain like this. Have you talked to him about this experience? I haven't. I think I, I owe him that. I haven't talked to him about this. And you still do not want to talk to your parents about this? I don't think I do. I don't think I do. I don't even know how to how to start the conversation with them. like. Hey, Dad, there's something I want to tell you. I used to have something with one of your boys. I can't even bring myself to telling them such. Like, it's going to break my mom. It's going so, to break her. Even though it happened long, long, long ago. So what, what, what if they were listening in now? What, what would you say to them? If they were listening now, well... Well, I don't know. 
don't know. I could just tell them, okay, maybe I should just talk about it. Maybe I should just talk about it and then let them know, but I don't think I want them to know about it. I don't think I do. Because I'm scared. I don't know how they're going to feel about it. My mom especially. She trusted this guy with me. But you know, you know, you know what you're doing right now is basically shaming yourself when you're not supposed to do that. Like you are the victim here. So I don't know. Don't you feel like you're being too hard on yourself? Is it too hard or I'm too scared to tell them? Yes. I think it's in a way it's you being too hard on yourself because if you're worried about how they will feel because they trusted the guy, it's almost like you're trying to uh you're trying to protect his own image in their eyes. Yes, yeah. But you should be more concerned about your own image. Not your own image per se, but your own peace of mind. Because I feel this this actually is one of the steps to getting closure, which is speaking about it. But speaking about it to the people who actually matter means a lot. This here would help a lot of people who share the similar story or something. But your parents, your mom, your dad, they ought to be aware. Yes, yes it will hurt them big time, but it will also allow you that peace of mind and allow control to be in your own hands. You can now control your own narrative. I don't know if you get that. So you need to, you need to you need to make that decision. I know it's tough. I I can't imagine how how that would go. Like really really tough because I was really very 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 tender. I think twelve thirteen percent. This shit happened for three solid years. So that's the thing. It's going to be a tough discussion. But to be honest, I think it's one you need to have with your parents and also with your boyfriend. Like. As much as you have fears and doubts, these are the people around you who care about you, at least intimately. And I think these are the, this, is, this kind of thing is something they should be aware of. It's it's not, to be honest, this is not the best of childhood memories anybody wants to share with anyone. But you, you have to you have to let this go so that you can better control your own narrative, which I brings me. Oh, yeah. Yes, which brings me to the next question. Okay. You, um, remember the incident about uh, the guy who was trying to blackmail you? Yes, yes. You see, in that kind of incident, I remember what you did. You were in charge of it. You controlled your own narrative. Yeah. So I think something similar should happen. Um, so, the same way you did for that incident where you made sure it was you in control of your own narrative despite how he tried, the blackmailer tried to frame it, I think that is something you should also grapple with, you should also grasp rather. And the question I'll ask is this, what do you think, what do you think you, your, um, 
how or rather how how much do you think the incident that happened when you were 13 14 15 has shaped you into the woman you are so much so that you were trying you were trying to be blackmailed by someone and you stood strong about it so in a way it doesn't seem as though this is all bad because like i think we discussed it sometime back where you said you actually feel like you're stronger because of it so do you would you say would you agree with that ideology right now that this has made you somewhat stronger although a little bit emotionally distant but stronger I think, I think that has really, really made me, when I say emotionally strong, yes, that is the word. Because I feel there is, there's no, there's no way a guy, a guy would, would want to, how am I supposed to put this now? There's no way a guy can make me feel, feel bad about myself anymore. Because I feel I have seen it all, and then if you see you want to expose, you want to, you want to, um, you want to lick my mood. It's fine, no, fine. You all want to see it. I don't really care about. That seems my my my. That seems my whole mindset about guys generally. There's no, there's no, there's no way a guy can can break me. So you can't break me anymore. That's made me. My experience, my past experiences, has made me strong. Like emotionally strong, psychologically strong. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really, really, really great. So, um, last question: If you had to say something to any body who has had similar experiences if you had to if you had uh, the stage to say okay um or to share what you think could help someone in a similar situation what exactly would you say to them because like you said a lot of people a lot of ladies in nigeria have similar stories like very similar stories oh uh, almost all the female friends I think I have almost have the same story about sexual assaults or rape or almost being raped and stuff. So, if you had the floor to say something to someone who is still scared and in the dark to come out and say um, share their story, what would what, it, what would it be that you would say to such a person? I would I would say never to allow your your past define who you are. Don't let what happened in the past break you now, presently. Like your past shouldn't shouldn't mold you. You can still forge your head. You can still be a stronger person. Like me, I'm a strong girl. Nothing will ever ever put Nothing. If my boyfriend tells me now that he's no longer on the I will just tell him, okay, there's no problem. Just move on. Yeah? So anybody with my experience shouldn't let this pass. Define who she is. 
Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I think I, I would also end this with saying you should also make sure that you find that peace of mind, you know. And if that means opening, bearing out your heart to your parents, I think that that would be advisable. Because well, this, I'm okay. yeah, this is the first step. So um, I'm really glad you you wanted to do this. Like I'm happy you opened up. And I'm 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 conf I'm confident that at least it will get to an ear or two who would also be able to relate with their story and also share their experience. But you also have to find your own peace of mind as well. Yes, I think um, I think I am I'm I'm ready to talk to my boyfriend about it. That's 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 wonderful. That's wonderful. I think I'm 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 prepared to that's talk wonderful. to him about if they still want to come relations fine and if I'm, it doesn't i'm sure fine. i'm i'm sure he will i'm 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 very sure he will anyways um thank you very much for this opportunity to talk to you to share your story um i really appreciate it i appreciate the time and um we'll talk now okay you're welcome okay so take care of yourself Right. You know yeah. Yeah. So um that ends my call session with Neka. Um she she's a dear friend. Uh Okay. Um it's it's kind of weird hearing stuff like that like like I, I try, I try as much as possible to to put myself in her shoes, you know, being a thirteen-year-old girl and and having that be your introduction to sex. That's you know, sex is supposed to be something special, you know. There should be a connection, not threats, not inappropriate touching and stuff. So having that as your introduction to sex and then having something similar recurring in the future with someone who, who should be trusted with it's terrible. But um like she said, I'm happy she's ready to open up to her boyfriend, which I think is very important because he needs to know. I think he um he deserves that to know, you know, to hear things from her side. No, so he has all the cards on the table, and then you see how it goes. And I'm also hoping she'd be able to share the same with her parents as well. But anyways, we wish I wish her the best. And um, if you're listening to this, you have a similar story. Like she said, do not let the past define you. What you're going through does not mean that that's where you would end. You know, there's always going to be better. Yes, men has come, but. Chances are there would be a man who would make you feel better. You know, when when you you're ready to open up and love, you'd find love, uh, basically. Uh, but you know, don't let the trauma of the past define you. I know healing can be a very slow process, but as long as you keep the faith, you know, 
keep pushing and you know open up speak to someone if you if you have a friend that close confidant if you can afford a psychologist or a therapist you know speak to someone about it don't bottle it up because most times bottling up bottling it up actually makes it more potent so talk about it so air it out and um, find your peace control your own narrative don't don't give the the rapist or the uh, 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 molester the privilege or the or the you know the privilege or the enjoyment you think they they have conquered you know control your own narrative and um, stay safe out there yeah stay safe being a woman is really really it's really really hard <laughs> and this is coming from a man but <laughs> i know you guys are strong so keep doing what you do and um Anyways, um, so this ends the podcast for this for this week. Um, my regards to everybody who listens, and um, thank you for twenty-two episodes so far. It's been the twenty-third, and um, well, yeah, twenty-three episodes actually, because the first episode was zero zero zero. So <laughs> twenty-three episodes. This will be the twenty-third, which is actually the twenty-fourth episode. So. I wish you guys all the best and um, I hope life keeps treating you well. If it doesn't, I hope you're able to handle it, you know, and stay sane as well. So from my end, this is good night. Have a wonderful new week and uh, God bless.